Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 142, recorded April 20th, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, Amazon banned the Flipper Zero, the JB Weld security fix, Stealth Key Gen 2 picked, SafeTech saves dog, Physics Safe Cracking Tournament, new products, videos, blog posts, criminals, events, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post links, but you can always find full show notes with all of the links at thelocksportscast.com. We'll start off with a couple of quick announcements. First, the Locky Awards. I'm still planning on doing the live stream on April 29th. Everything should be able to be completed by then. I've been a bit busy here lately, but uh, hopefully next week I'll have a couple of days to get things put together. And on a related note, uh, I apologize for the long break in episodes. I only had two days off between March 29th and April 18th, and that just wasn't enough time for me to prep, record, and edit a show, along with everything else that needs to get done on your days off. And during that time, I made a few decisions about the show schedule going forward. In order to work better with my work schedule, the show will be released on a different day each week. The every Monday release put too much stress on me to try to fit eight plus hours of podcast work in around 12 hour work shifts. So from now on, I will only be recording and editing on my days off. That means that most weeks, the show will have to shift by one day each week. Some days it will jump several days, but most weeks it'll probably just be bumped one day each week because that's what my schedule does. When I work extra long weeks and I don't have enough time off, I will either have to skip an episode entirely or try to put out a short news flash or news bulletin type episode to cover just the time sensitive news that would be otherwise missed and do catch up on some of the other stories on a following week. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking of for going forward to just keep myself from burning out with this, my work schedule. Unfortunately, I thought things would get better this year with my work schedule, but so far they haven't. It's just getting to be a bit too much to try to do the podcast every Monday. So. We're going to try this change in schedule, and hopefully that uh, works better for the long term. So first up in the news, several websites have reported that Amazon has banned the sale of the Flipper Zero pen testing device, citing security concerns. The device, which was originally crowdfunded, allows users to test the security of various electronic systems. However, Amazon claims the device can be used for malicious purposes and has therefore decided to remove it from its platform. If you want to know a little more about that, I will have links to two different articles on it in the show notes. So next up, Schlage has a solution to the security vulnerability that Lockpicking Lawyer found, the one I reported on last episode. Lockpicking Lawyer put out a tweet and said, I'm gratified to see this taken seriously and amazed by Schlage's solution, JB Weld. 
To be honest, I'm impressed they had the gall to recommend this rather than take several months to engineer and produce something not as effective. And then he attached a picture of a note sent in by a listener, which included the fix promoted by Schlag, which is to put JB Weld steel stick epoxy into the hole at the bottom of the lock to prevent tampering. It's a simple solution and should be quite effective. Next up, we have an interesting high school event called the Annual International Physics Tournament. And specifically, they ha- it's the Physics Safe Cracking Tournament. So every year, juniors and seniors in high school form teams to take on the challenge. Each team builds a lockbox that operates on the principles of physics, able to be opened by their team in less than five minutes, but keep opponents' teams stumped for at least 10 minutes. Students from all over the world compete in regional semifinals for the chance to represent their country at the international tournament final in Israel. Each team gets the opportunity to try to solve the safes of their opponents, working as a team to have an understanding of the physics principles to get to the next stage of the safe. The regional winning teams travel with their safes to compete against other high school students from around the world in the International Physics Tournament at the Wiseman Institute of Science. It is hoped that educational programs like the Physics Tournament help create a passion for science in students and inspire the next generation of scientists. It's not technically safe cracking, but close enough that I thought it applied here, and I really applaud the effort in coming up with a unique way, a unique challenge to uh, challenge these physics students and create a fun competitive atmosphere so uh, hopefully it succeeds in its purpose and we get more people interested in physics so next up i received a note from pocket woman and she said she had heard that uh, in australia the locksmith toolbox either is or closing down or has already closed down and they were looking for someone to buy all their stock i was unable to confirm exactly what's going on with the limited time i had available but it appears at least that the website is down. If anybody knows any more, feel free to write in and uh, share some details. I'd love to get them on the show next week. Moving on to community news, we have the Stealth Key Gen 2 by Urban Alps picked. It was picked and videoed by Yabend. Uh, he says, definitely much harder than the first generation. In this video, I present the second generation of the amazing lock that is the Stealth Key from Urban Alps. Everything about this lock is unusual, from the design to the construction and functioning mechanism. I hope you enjoy the video and get your questions about this unique lock answered through it. I'm not sure, technically, if this is a first pick, but this is the first video I have seen of the Gen 2 Stealth Key being picked. and. Definitely goes into a lot of detail about the changes between the Gen 1 and Gen 2 and what he had to go through to pick it. So definitely worth checking out. And over at the UK Locksport forum, uh, a note was sent to me that user Nigby has started learning how to make custom dimple picks. Been doing this, been working on this for the last couple of months. Seems to be a little frustrated that most dimple picks seem to be very utilitarian see a lot of people making beautiful artisan wood handled picks for standard picks but not for 
the dimple picks and decided to do something about that and has been learning how to do it. So far, the results look pretty good. So if you are a member there, head over and check that out. If not, um, it's pretty easy to become a member, so you might want to sign up and see what they got going on over there. There's some interesting topics on that forum. And back over on Twitter, Lockpicking Lawyer again, put out a question looking for anybody with information on the first production lock with a ball-bearing locking mechanism. This tweet was originally put out on March 26th and said, I vaguely remember reading that the American Series 10 was the first production lock with a ball-bearing locking mechanism, but I can't find a citation. Can anyone out there provide either confirmation or, if I'm wrong, a citation to the correct lock? Thanks in advance. I've seen a few posts on there with information and uh, patents, but since he's looking specifically for the first production lock with a ball-bearing mechanism, I'm not sure that just a patent would qualify because it doesn't mean it went into production. So anyway, if anybody has any more information on that, head over to the link in the show notes and uh, maybe help Lockpick and Lawyer out on that one. Over on Discord, it was asked for me to announce that Prince has returned to the Aussie Picker server, at least uh, for a little while there. This was uh, a note sent to me on April 4th, so this is a little bit stale news. I apologize for that. He didn't technically leave the server, but hadn't been seen in months and stopped replying to pings. But he did pop back up on the server and everybody was happy to see him return. So sounds like he's just been a little too busy for social media. They just wanted to say welcome back to Prince and have that announced on the show. And while we're on the subject of Discord, there was a Reddit post that said a certain well-known and respected user suggested creating an r slash locksmith Discord server. What do you all think? Details in the post. And there was actually a poll that was open for a while. And it looks like the option for actually creating a Discord was the winning choice. We'll see what they do with that. The original post did say that they would like it to be lightly moderated with dedicated channels for each branch of locksmithing and a general channel for miscellaneous chatter and a hidden channel only accessible to real locksmiths. So that might actually be a thing that is coming around the locksmith discord. Moving on to videos. First up, we have Lockpicking Patrolman was featured on CLK Supply's Lock Boss show. I honestly haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'm sure he did an excellent job. Congratulations on being featured on that show to Lockpicking Patrolman. Next up, we have a playlist, How to Make Hard Challenge Locks, DIY Hard Challenge Lock Playlist by Land Spikey, and it's described as an in-depth walkthrough on how to create evil challenge locks. So if you're looking to create a challenge lock that is just devious and evil, might be a good playlist to check out. And Lock Fumbler has put out a video called How to Decode the ABUS 16540 with My New Method. In the description it says, I played around with this ABUS 16540 quite a bit, and then I found something that I have not seen mentioned in other videos so far. Maybe this helps you to retrieve your lost combination, or maybe it just helps you to decode this for fun. Interesting new method, exploiting a few quirks of that particular lock, so worth checking out. And Deviant Olaf had put out a video a little bit ago called Making Your Gas Canisters Refillable. We had mentioned in a previous episode that they have the R134A Rex attack canisters. 
uh, up for pre-sale on the Red Team Tools site. And now they have come up with a way to make those canisters refillable. So you won't have to buy new ones all of the time. The description says, big update, our R134A Rex attack canisters now have the ability to be refilled. This is a significant upgrade in their utility and value since they can now be used effectively an infinite number of times repeatedly. This also makes our canisters safe for air travel as long as they are empty with the valve open in your checked luggage. Since you can fill them at your destination in preparation for your entry jobs. And the video goes through what the parts are in the kit, how to use them to make your canister refillable. So if you have ordered canisters from them or you're thinking about it, keep an eye out for them posting this kit on Red Team Tools. And you can check out the video at the link in the show notes. And then when Pocket Woman was sending me the other note, she also mentioned that she has started up Lotto Lock Tuesday again for the third year. She says this is a fun series where everything and anything to do with lockout tagout locks is featured. Anyone can join using the hashtag. This is a community series where I will collate the videos to a playlist on my channel so they're even easier to find. She's also doing giveaways as part of this. Giveaways are for brand new Master Lock 410 padlock with a key every month. And the drawing takes place every third month. And all you have to do to enter is just use her hashtag Lotto Lock Tuesday so she can find your videos. And she does have a playlist running on her YouTube channel for the Lotto Lock Tuesday videos put out by all the different community members. So I will link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out. And then since the event Lockpicking Championship 2023 took place here recently, we now have some follow-ups on that. We have a video by The Greenish One entitled Looking Back at the Vent Lockpick Championship 2023. And he says, I had a wonderful weekend at the Vent Lockpick Championship. Thanks so much for organizing this Z-Fix. And you can um, check out that video. It goes over what was interesting, what uh, surprised him, and uh, just the general experience of taking part in that. And then our first blog article for this week is also about the event Lockpick Championship. It is on the Tool Black Bag blog and is a good write-up on the event. So if you are wanting more details, you can check that out. Of course, links to both of those will be in the show notes. And there have been quite a few other blog posts in the couple of weeks since my last episode. Uh, Continuing on with the Tool Black Bag blog, we have Quantifying the Brunel Hardness of Keys posted on April 8th. In an effort to quantify the Locksport world, I'm taking my measurement tools to Locksport in an attempt to learn the details. For example, how much torque is required to pick a lock? With this knowledge, we can build better lock picks and teach proper technique. In this blog, I've set out to compare the hardness of key blanks for impressioning. Sounds to me like an interesting project that could have uh, quite a few blog posts out of it, quantifying the different parts of the Locksport world. Sounds like that could be an interesting endeavor, so uh, check that out if you're interested. And we also have on the Tool Black Bag blog, posted April 17th, Cutaway Locks, Why Put in the Effort? And I believe there's one sentence here that uh, clarifies what this post is primarily about. This post is a tangent on why we would like to see more cutaways made and the knowledge shared. And you can find links to all of those blog posts in the uh, show notes. So next up, uh, Lock Judge 
put out a post. The Rise of Lockpicking, a fascinating look into a growing global phenomenon that was posted on April 3rd. It says in the article, they explore the history, growth, and allure of lockpicking, as well as its legal and ethical considerations and its representation in pop culture. Take a closer look at competitive lockpicking or locksport and the role it played in the hobby's expansion. So if you uh, are at all interested in the uh, history and growth of a locksport, you can check that one out. UK Bumpkeys also put out several new blog posts, all of them on April 10th. First one is some locks you can open at home with household objects. Uh, The techniques explained are actually a mixture of picking, impressioning, decoding, and bypassing, most of which you probably already know if you are a seasoned lock sport enthusiast, but uh, could be fun for showing your friends, or maybe maybe there's one or two in there you don't know. Next article was survivalists share secrets of everyday items. It's not really focused on lockpicking, but lockpicking is covered, so I decided I should mention it here. And then the last was How to Pick Locks, The Binding Pin. I believe the subtitle says it all. The binding pin principle is essential when learning how to pick locks. That pretty much sums up the article, is uh, talking about how important it is to understand what a binding pin is. All right, let's move on to products. We have a few of those this week, too. Uh, First up is the ABS Master Dimple Impressioning System by Law Lock Tools. They say that the system quickly opens and decodes the ABS range of dimple locks non-destructively. Opening times vary between 30 seconds to 2 minutes, depending on how many deep cuts you have within the lock. No foil required. And once open, the lock can be decoded with the decoder card supplied and relocked after use. They only offer this tool to professional locksmiths. And the kit contains the impressioning system itself, a reset sleeve, decoder card and reset tool, tension tool, Allen key, and spare impressioning pins, a full set of six. And it sells for 300 pounds. And CLK Supplies just recently put out a video announcing that the 13th edition of the Ilco Key Blank Directory is finally available in print form. And that is in stock at CLK Supplies for $19.95 US. So for all of you that have been waiting for your printed copy, you can go get it now. Moving on to a few different resources. Over on Reddit, uh, Lockpicking Dev put up a post called 3D Printed Lock Display Stands, where he lets everybody know that he has created some new designs for lock display stands. All types of formats and sizes. Key holders have small, medium, and large size for each. Padlock small, padlock large, concave padlock stands, mortise six and seven pin, euros large, normal, and half. And an oval model I modified and threw my own key holder on, he says. In the post, it said, I will have these models up on Thingiverse later. And there is a link to his Thingiverse in the show notes. So if you want to head over there and check those out, some pretty cool designs there. So, And for those of you in the locksmith industry, you might find this interesting. Over on the locksmith Reddit, a user called Automotive put up a post about receiving a technical support contact info for the locksmith industry little info sheet. And one of the other people uh, linked to a PDF version in the comment section. So if you would like to have a quick reference list of 
the technical support contact info for several different companies in the industry, you can head over to the link in the show notes and grab yourself a copy. And last in this section, we have the Locksport Competitions, Meetings, and Events list put up by Subtle Digs on April 10th. It's in their blog. However, the main content of this particular post is not so much a blog post in itself, but a list of Locksport Competitions, Meetings, and Events, and more thorough than anything I have managed to put up yet. So if you are looking for events and meetings, head over to Subtle Digs, link in the show notes. And that brings us to the events and meetups section of the show, where I share the conferences, events, and meetups that have to do with lockpicking or have lockpicking villages or physical security content. First up, we have B-Sides NYC, April 22nd, New York, New York. It will be taking place as you receive this podcast, probably. The RSAC Sandbox, April 25th in San Francisco, California. The T223 InfoSec Conference, May 4th in Helsinki, Finland. KakalakiCon, May 5th in Durham, North Carolina. Besides Knoxville, May 12th, Knoxville, Tennessee. Hack for Kids Chicago, June 3rd, Chicago, Illinois. Circle CityCon, June 23rd, Indianapolis, Indiana. Lockfest EU, September 23rd in Karlovy Vary in the Czech Republic. Hack for Kids Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Michigan on September 29th. Besides Augusta, October 7th in Augusta, Georgia. Besides Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, October 14th. And we have the MLA Expo, October 20th at St. Quentin Gate, Telford, Shropshire. I'm probably Probably mispronouncing that. St. Con taking place October 24th in Provo, Utah. And of course, DEFCON 31 taking place August 10th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Moving on to the Lockpickers United belts, we have several new belts since the last episode. Starting off at purple here, we have Poser Puppy, Vinsanity Zero. Alpama and the Omelette, all earning purple belts. Congratulations to all of you. At the brown belt level, we have Corver 15, the Gaming Bug 1, and yet again, Vinsanity 0, who went from mm, purple to brown in the time it took me to get out a new episode. So congratulations to all of you on your brown belts, and uh, well done to Vinsanity for moving up so quickly. And at the red belt level, we have congratulations to Squiggle Dork for earning red. Uh, congratulations to all of you on your new belts. And also at the beginning of the month, um, since my last episode, they posted the stats for the number of belts. And we have uh, over on the Reddit, we have 6,322 total participants in the belt system. 1,039 of those are white, 1,721 are yellow, 2,197 orange, 772 green, 258 blue, 120 purple, 65 brown, 47 red, and 103 black belts. Over on the Discord, we have a separate set of stats. A lot of these overlap, not all of them, but a lot of them do, so keep that in mind. But over there, we have 193 white belts. 327 yellow, 
649 orange, 403 green, 180 blue, 112 purple, 58 brown, 51 red, and 106 black belts. If you're not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, it is a fun system that allows you to gain some recognition for your advancement through your skill set. And you can find more information at the links in the show notes. And now it's time to thank the people that made this particular episode possible. We'll start with the financial supporters. So we have Panda Frog, Michael Gilchrist, Starry Lock, Williams Brain, Dave To Be Deciphered, Lee Bond's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Anthony, a.k.a. Terrell, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, a.k.a. Cooltoon, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lockpicker, Barebones Lockpicking, Snake, Paracentric, and John R. Chief content producer for this episode is Anthony, a.k.a. Terrell. Other content producers, Beanie A to Z, Barebones Lockpicking, iFisk, I'm Gumby, Joshua Gonzalez, Lady Locks, Mix 777 Oz, Oak City Locksport, Open Lock, Pocket Woman, Tequila Dave, the Lockpicker 1969 and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for your support. This show would not be possible without that support. So for those of you who really enjoy the show, uh, please help support it. Help it keep it going by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information. Send in any news at all, no matter how big, no matter how small. Send it in to me at podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the other links to my social media sites that you find in the show notes. That is the biggest thing you can do to help this show keep going is keep the information flowing. Other things you can do to help, you can uh, share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. Bigger audience means more people send in more information. Uh, You can help the logarithm by leaving a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform you subscribe on allows. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform. And if you want, you can help financially by donating via PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. Um, if you support the show with a donation or any information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and, and in the show notes, just like the people you heard about earlier. You can also send feedback by going to the locksportscast.com slash contact and entering it there or just sending me an email at podcast at the locksportscast.com. All right, we've got a short little locksmith story here. This was posted to Instagram by the safe master. And evidently, there was an emergency call from a VIP customer who had accidentally locked their dog inside a time-locked vault. Text on the video said that uh, the tech used a side attack to release the time locks, and the dog and the owner were happily reunited. With pictures to go along with that in a short little video, so if you want to check it out, click on the uh, link in the show notes to the Instagram post. I can just imagine the panic that went through that uh, that owner's mind when they realized that their dog was inside the vault and the time lock was active. That uh, that had to be just a gut-wrenching moment for a little bit. So good on that safe tech for getting over there and uh, getting that situation resolved. A happy ending. Moving on to unhappy endings. Criminals. Uh, first off, man arrested with a gun and lockpicks. This is out of Elko, Nevada. A man was arrested on March 20th for possession of a firearm by a prohibited person. He was a passenger in a motorhome being driven by a woman when they were pulled over for expired registration. During the stop, the man gave the officers permission to search the vehicle and told them they would find a firearm behind his seat. 
He claimed to have received it as a birthday present. He was also carrying a set of lockpicks attached to his waistband, which he described as jiggler keys. He even showed the police officer which one he would use to get into the officer's Ford vehicle. A very helpful criminal. Next up, we have thieves bust into Westside locksmith shop with a stolen Kia. This is in Chicago. Thieves used a stolen Kia to smash their way into a locksmith shop on the city's west side and make off with some valuable merchandise, it says. The owner of General Lock Company said that one of the thieves climbed a fence to open the security gate. Another thief then drove a car through the back garage to get inside the business. They didn't even bother to turn off the car before running away. The owner said the thieves grabbed two key fob programmers, devices criminals can use to steal cars. They are becoming more and more brazen about their attempts to get these programmers, whether it be smash and grabs at locksmith shops or armed heists and potentially murder of locksmiths. Really is becoming a dangerous game. All right. And this last one is out of Gillette, Wyoming. Man accused of stealing $13,000 in tools charged with multiple felonies. A person who allegedly stole $13,000 worth of tools in the Gillette area has been charged with three counts of felony theft with intent to deprive, according to the Campbell County Court records. If convicted on all three accounts, could face up to $10,000 in fines and 10 years in prison. They are accused of stealing lockpicking tools, power tools, accessories, and other tools between March and April of 2023. One of the thefts occurred on March 23rd, in which approximately $6,000 in lockpicking tools, including SmartPro Diagnostic Machine, valued at over $4,000, were stolen from an action-locking key van. According to the affidavit, officers responded to the suspect's residence with a search warrant after receiving a report that they may be trying to sell the stolen items on social media and seeing a vehicle parked outside that matched the suspect vehicle identified in some surveillance footage. The suspect was found hiding in the attic when officers cleared the home, and 64 items believed to be stolen were seized from the residence. The SmartPro diagnostic machine, however, was not recovered. Well, at least that's one busted, but sounds like he was able to unload the expensive piece of equipment already before the, uh, the cops found him. Moving on to sales, we have... Pretty much the same as last time. Artisan Ideas, code JASON, and you can use that on the Antique Locks and Keys, their History, Uses, and Mechanisms book that Jason recommends. We have several codes for multi-pick. You can find those in the show notes. I'm not going to list them all here, all for 10% off and supporting different creators. So take your pick. Lockpickers Mall, 15% off if you use the code 15PC off. And uh, that is Lockpickers. Pickers Mall. Very important to distinguish that from Lock Pick Mall. I do not recommend shopping at Lock Pick Mall, but you can shop at Lock Pickers Mall with this discount code. If you're shopping at Bent uh, Z Fix, you can uh, check out their specials page for items that are on sale. Barebones Lock Picking has a code for 10% off with the code TheGamingBug10, good through April 30th. 3D Locksport, save 10% with the code LSCAST10. Southord, you can use their links to their sale item page or their cosmetically blemished page to save on items you might be interested in. 
La Lock Tools, you can save 10% off if you use the link provided by Review Guru on Twitter. And Mako Locks, 15% off with the code BuyMako. UK Lock Pickers, 10% off with the code GIFT. Moving on to giveaways. Lady Locks, 500 subscriber slash picking time giveaway is running. And that one ends May 1st. Link in the show notes, of course. And as we learned earlier, Pocket Woman is doing giveaways as part of the La Lock Tuesday series. So you can uh, head over to her channel to check that out. And of course, there is the Lock Boss giveaway series by CLK Supplies. They do giveaways every week, and I believe they have their big giveaway coming up sometime here in May for a very expensive key machine. So every entry into the Lock Boss giveaways weekly also gives you an entry into their big giveaway. So be sure to check that out. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for your patience with my missing several episodes this month. And uh, hopefully the new schedule works for everyone. Um, It's not going to be as convenient. It's not going to be easy for everybody to just listen on their Monday commute or however you consume it. But it's what I think I need to do to keep myself from becoming completely burned out and just abandoning the show. It's not something I want to do. And uh, so I'm going to keep working on trying to find a schedule that works good for me. Thank you. And remember to keep it legal. Legal.